It's not the best intro I've ever done, but you know what? We got we got through it, bro. I, my follow animation came through right at the end and just ruined the whole thing, man. <laughs> I'm trying to put on this super professional production and just got turbo. That's fine. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Old Mood Podcast, episode 30. Uh, I am your host, Blue Squadron. Of course, joined with my co-host. Every week, we'll start with Tilt is here. Hello, I am Tiltus TV. I am a Dark Knight main. I am a huge Dark Souls uh, enjoyer as well, and I do armored combat. Oh, no kidding. I'm going to be starting Elden Ring here in the next couple days for the very Ooh, first time. I am going to I've watch never, every moment I've, of that. I've never played a Dark Souls game before, so. Oh, dude. It's going oh, to be an adventure. It's a slippery slope, Blue. <laughs> Look, it's going to be an adventure. And, <laughs> and my boy, Jaycoon. Hello, I'm Jaycoon VT, V before the T. I'm an Awakening Wusa Enjoyer with 760 Gear Score, and I do a lot of endgame PvE content, such as Olin's, The Dungeons, and welcome to the Old Moon Podcast episode 30. Oh my god, I did it. Right on! <laughs> yeah. Jaycoon did it, everybody. First try! <laughs> Not a stumble the word, dude. He did it. All right. <laughs> First try. Yeah, no, uh, you might know Jay. He was recently featured on an Asmund Gold video um, for... <laughs> Three or four seconds. No. He is famous. Yeah, famous, yeah, I know. <laughs> he is famous. Um, all right, it was so like our... the highlight of that fucking day for it me was... was like zooming in really close and being like, "Look, mom, there I am. I made it. it was... I did it." It was. It was very obviously the Mike Wazowski of BDO. Like, dude, covered gif, by the logo. Had me crying. I... Dude. That was so funny. <laughs> The logo covers his face. I'm on the cover of a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, our first topic today and one of our primary topics today is going to be the War of the Roses, which premiered for the very first time uh, in Korea this week. Um, so uh, a few of our English-speaking Korean players uh, played it, and we all got to kind of watch and see what that content kind of looked like uh, for the very first time. So let's go around first. Let's talk about first impressions. Jay, um, I assume you've watched it. Like, you're not a big PvP enjoyer. Yes. From the PvE perspective, how did this look for you? Does this look fun? Well, you know, I was analyzing Hughes VOD, um, and... You know, I I was actually a little bit excited, to be honest, from what I saw. And I was a, a little bit of at the edge of my seat at the very end because, you know, to sort of recap of what had happened on Hughes' team at the Cam and Sylvia, uh, they were ahead um, in, in the beginning for capturing the nodes. But then Odalita team was able to capture like this sort of critical root node from the Camasilvia team that disconnected all the other nodes that Camasilvia had. And it made it much, like pretty much impossible for them to catch up because what had happened. So it, it seemed like a lot of coordination and cooperation is much more important than than personal skill to win the War, War of the Roses, which is why I'm excited because I have out much of personal here. skill. <laughs> Get out of here. You're telling me that working there's, together? There's also... <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. Working together is very important, apparently. <laughs> there also seems to be a lot of focus on uh, war vehicles and mounts from which I saw in the VOD and you know there was a bunch of ele elephants and these other like sort of these um, it was like a carriage there was like a carriage with cannons on it and um they were actually like taking taking the notes pretty quickly. So if you're somebody who sucks at the combat of BDO, you can, you know, but you can ride an elephant or one of the other war vehicles and you can still participate in the war effort quite effectively. So um, there, was, there was one thing, though, uh, that I noticed, um, which I, I did have a little bit of concern with, was the travel distance between the notes. And I, I, I'm not too sure if there's a way to revive your horse after you die um, every time. But one thing I noticed was Hugh had, he has three T10s. So he has the Krogdalo Sanctuary item. Um, and even if your horse dies with it, you can revive and summon it back with that item on back on spot, which seems really, really powerful in a mode where getting from point A to point B is really powerful. Right. So um, Hugh made it even a note that the Krogdalo Sanctuary is like the, the best in slot for the mode, which which sucks because getting three to ten is, a, is it's a little bit hard right now. You know, so it's a little bit hard right now. Take the right now bit. off there. OK, <laughs> like it's just hard forever. Yo, At no yo. point can you expect people to have to get three T10 horses like that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, and, overall, good impressions. First good impressions as a PvE player. So, 
Okay, right on. Uh, Tiltus is a is a PvP enjoyer. I know you haven't been playing a crazy amount of video. It doesn't mean you haven't been watching it. What do you think? I this is probably the thing I'm most excited about in the game currently. Um, the thing that kind of trips me up uh, with it is that there is a dedicated server for it. Um, which is really nice. It's something we've asked for for Siege and Node Wars for God knows how long. Um, so that was nice. There's not a bunch of excess stuff happening on the Wait, server. It's, it is. It's on its own. It's an instance. Yeah, Odalita One. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So that that is a huge step in the right direction. And watching through Hughes VOD, he talked about that there was very little lag and. Granted, Korea does have a lot less lag in general than uh, NA does, but still, uh, uh, getting that many players together at the same time and not having massive lag spikes even in Korea is, is a good thing. Dedicated server is a good thing as well. Um, and all in all, it looked really fun. Um, it actually looked fun, and I like that there is PvE mixed in with the PvP, and you have to kill you know these super tanky mobs. Um, in order to, you know, capture the points. And I personally, here's the thing. So Hughes' team lost because they lost one very critical node, right? That is the only time that will happen for the rest of the time that War of the Roses goes on. I guarantee it. Um, there's there's some other games I like to play that are like real-time, you know, like war-style games. Um, and we we like to call it partisaning, which is where you go to the enemy backline and you disrupt the backline as much as you can, you know, far away from the actual front of what's happening. Um, so the fact that you could like back capture nodes and stuff like that while the enemy's not paying attention is really cool. Uh, but like I said, this is probably the only time that will happen because now everybody's always going to watch their backline at all times. So it's unfortunate he lost that way, but I think the like all in all that won't happen that often so he got um, backdoored is what you're telling me yeah he got backdoored like okay. straight up got yeah. backdoored and lost you know everything they had done up to that point um i like that kind of stuff though because i love going into the enemy backline and just being as disruptive as as possible i mean imagine if you have a platoon just roll up on some random node somewhere and now you've got to dedicate people to making sure there's not people over there anymore um it's one of my favorite ways to play like pvp games especially large-scale stuff like this so um all in all i think it looked really good um i'm pretty excited for it uh the commander abilities looked a little lackluster um but i think maybe that there will be more situational as people start learning okay you know we're getting back capped okay let me summon an ogre over there you know and that kind of stuff um so i think it's got a lot of promise um i'm the, still a little skeptical for the na release but the korean showing i think was like good i think it looked really good so Okay. Yeah, right on. Like, I kind of want to look at the commander because that's the thing that I really want to do, right? Like, mm -hmm. I would love to be the commander. Mm -hmm. The command. I, I only got, like, bits and pieces of what the commander looked like, um, but it looked like they were straight, like, Ender from Ender's Gate. Like, there's, like, a mm -hmm. million things going on. You have, like, 300 people that you're moving around and clicking and dragging to different points and trying to tell what to do, and that is super cool to me. That's, like, a super high APM because, like, honestly, let's be honest, the RTS genre is dying. So, like, there's only mm -hmm. probably one RTS players per 600 of us, uh, and I'm that guy. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, I think the, the idea of the commander is really cool. Obviously, maybe they clean up the UI and stuff a little bit. But the biggest thing that I kind of want to look at here is that this is essentially Battlefront 2. Yep. Right? This is essentially what this is, is just Battlefront 2. And the best part about Battlefront 2 was turning into a Jedi or turning into a Sith and just pounding ass. Right, and just going in, like you became a hero and you just went in. The BDO equivalent of that are these tanks, right? Or like these vehicles and stuff. And as Jay said, it was really cool to see like the vehicles play a very integral role. Like I, I wanna be able to see a tank and just like jump in and be like, oh baby, here we go, we're gonna go pounce them. You know what I mean? Like, and just like drive it around. So that was like mm -hmm. really cool to me. There were definitely some bugs uh, that I saw in there as well, um, but like, you know, like the tanks just like wouldn't die sometimes. Like everybody's just dogpiling it. Um, but it did kind of, I, I don't know. It, it felt a little scattered. Uh, as you said, um, it's all about coordination, coordination, coordination. But there's just simply no way to coordinate 300 people necessarily at the same time. 
Um, mm. I think that inevitably mm. what it's going to be on NA is a bunch of, like, it's going to just be a bunch of mercs running around RBFing for two hours. Um, and yeah, you're going to have some objective-based uh, gamers like myself or, you know, even Tilt is you're an objective-based gamer, right? Um, mm. Could run around and, like, try to take points and stuff. But I think it's going to be kind of hard to pin players down in NA. What do you guys think? Um... I think my prediction is for the first couple of months, it'll probably go off like pretty like, okay, uh, commander wants us to go do this. Let's go do this kind of thing for a little while. And then eventually it'll probably devolve into like the, you know, all right, this platoon is just RBFing somewhere in left field. We have no idea what they're doing right now, you know? Um, so maybe it'll do that. I did see something in here that like, uh, Jay, you probably know a little bit more mm -hmm. about this, but like commanders can like punish if you're trolling or AFK or something like that, right? I not too sure about that. Not okay, so sure I see that. I see mm -hmm. Hugh has a note. It's note number eleven. It says trolling slash AFK commanders have power for mm -hmm. reward punishment. His English is not perfect, so I'm not sure if that's like actually the commander or if that's like the commander can punish people that are griefing. Um so I don't know. But that could potentially be a a problem. Um, and right. He does say that you have to follow the commander's vision. I, I didn't get to that point in the video. I only made it to like point number five on this before we started. But mm -hmm. we'll um, see. I, I feel like there's probably a way you can handle that. Um, I mean, yeah, it's hard to see for sure until we have it on hand. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. can, you, can you access the entire world when you're on Odalita 1? Or do they like put an invisible wall up so you can't go after uh, outside a certain point? Um, let's. I asked this for two reasons. Yeah, I asked this for two reasons. One, can people just abandon the battlefield? That sucks, right? And just troll. Mm -hmm. Two, can people do like this wide wrap situation and like get in behind um, and take points behind, or do you have to basically run straight into your opponent? Like, do we know for sure? I'm not too sure for sure, so, but I imagine there is a boundary just to keep everything, you know, in so, in, in the participating area. So. so at the end of his VOD, he is still on Odalita 1 after it's over, and he is in Grana. So I'm not sure. Maybe it's region locked, you know, only to Kama Sylvia or something like that. Um, and then as far as... Um, what was your second point there? I train uh, of thought completely lost my brain there well he like so well, i mean there's a lot of points here it's like so one of the biggest uh points is that so they lost that point and then they just simply could not recover um oh, after yeah, losing yeah. their rear like their rear command post um and so like honestly looking at the map yeah i mean it kind of does look like Thomas sylvia just can't get out <laughs> like the, like yeah. if you take that like that hinge point command post i mean it's basically just over um and Odie might be the same thing. So, like, honestly, that that's pretty easily changed, though, right? Um, mm -hmm. I I am a little concerned. We didn't actually get to see everybody converge down on the final boss the way I wanted to, uh, mm -hmm. and have like all six hundred mm -hmm. players on the screen at once because I think that's where the lag is. He said there's no lag. Two problems with that statement. One, it's Korea. There's very little lag overall in <laughs> Korea anyway. Okay, so let's not get too crazy excited. Number two, um, we didn't get to see the part um, of War of the Roses that would actually lag the hardest, right? Mm -hmm. I will say yeah. it, it was kind of cool to see an instance in BDO where you don't have to have a shot caller screaming at you mm -hmm. to do stuff but you were all still working together for a common goal. Do you guys like that? Or would you guys rather have me screaming at you? Jay? Um, you know, I would rather have some person scream at me, to be honest, because I, I lose track of things all the time. And so if somebody's Good there boy, to Jay. keep me in check, then, <laughs> then, <laughs> then it makes it easier for me to, you know, submit. You know what I mean? So... Jesus Christ. <laughs> you to know what the, really killed me about that whole to, statement was that he yeah. said it makes it easier for me to submit and then I look over at his model and it's just got this dumbass smile on it. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Somebody clip that out of context. Yeah. <laughs> um. Tilt, tilt is, 
Deltas, what do you think? Would you rather like sitting in comms with the boys and like you're kind of just talking and it's more relaxed, but the commander's giving guys orders in the background? Or would you rather have the shot caller there? I mean, you have the perspective of the shot caller. You have the perspective mm -hmm. of the flex lead and like being a general member. Which one would you prefer more? Um, so I think one of the things that Hugh brought up uh, at the end was that it's very relaxed. It's very low stress for the people that are actually playing, which is a huge step. He even specifically brought up the fact that you can't be screamed at by your guild master. Like at the end, he was yeah, like, you like... know, this isn't a node war. You know, I can't be screamed at by my GM. Um, so I think that's cool because it takes out a lot of that, like internal hostility that can happen when you are the shot caller and you are screaming at people and you're calling people by name and telling them to get on the stick and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I think it's good and bad. I think that there's still all of the other node wars and conquest wars still exist. So if you want that way more structured, large scale PVP, join a big PVP guild and you'll have it. I think this is like a, a side piece of like, hey, I want to do some fun PVP. I'm just going to go sign up and I'm just going to play for two hours and I'm going to have fun. I think that's a really good thing. And I think that's something that maybe BDO was missing. So I'm actually a huge fan of not having a like dedicated shot caller that's screaming at you and you kind of do have the ability to kind of do what you want you know even if you're griefing a little bit so i think that most players on the server would agree with you but i yeah. also feel like it's an affront on my content um... <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was a shot caller too i mean i've literally screamed at people till i was red in the face i mean half the clips on my channel are just of me shot calling and losing my mind you know mental booming on people um yeah so it's, you know, it, I, to I totally get it. But at the same time, like, sometimes I just want to hang out. Like, I recently started playing a ton of ARAM in League because it's way less stressful. And I can just be like, all right, I'm just going to hang out with the boys and do, you know, do something fun for a little bit. Um, so I think this is something BDO is missing. So I'm kind of, I, I'm a huge fan of just being able to be like, hey, I'm just going to go do some PvP, man. It's time. Um, and not have to worry about, you know, getting screamed at for it later. I... Yeah, I mean, like, I'm kind of back and forth about it. I think that, like, I think the shot caller yelling at you is, it always has been, like, an integral part of our large-scale experience. But mm -hmm. also seeing this now, I'm pretty sure we should transition to this as, like, a, like, like do we think, like, I think that Node Wars and Node Wars would probably be better if they restructured it to be something more like this. I think that people would have more fun with Node Wars. Um, so Jay, you think there should like, be like, like, um, like, wait, how do I word it? Like that RTS thingy for Node Wars? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I mean, like something like this. I think that people, yeah. I like, like, I mean, you could also have, you could have the vehicles and stuff, right? You could, just you could do bring like back the militia system. Yeah, you could do outposts and stuff. This could be just a much bigger version of what of what happens in Node Wars. Um, like, I oh. think that, uh, yeah, like I plus it would probably get a lot more uh, players, like. I don't know, mm -hmm. participating in Nordwars and stuff because they don't have somebody screaming at them and calling them yeah. out in front of a, like, you know, a thousand people. Um, like that's, that's scary for a lot of players that even mm -hmm. just to be scared or called out in front of the whole guild is like super, yep. super scary. And I think it's what deters people from getting into large scale PVP. But if they can just sit at their computer and then maybe just sit in voice and just be quiet and like kind of do their thing and like focus on what's going on on the screen and kind of do their best. I think that they're probably a lot more prone to kind of jump in, uh, jump in and try it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay, do you think that do 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 you think that uh, that's kind of a direction that maybe they should might they might want to go in here? I have no idea what direction is the correct direction. Uh, I know that for <laughs> for a while now, you know, BDO has I feel like Node Wars for the most part have stayed structurally the same since the beginning, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I think a lot of people did have fun uh, with that same structure and. Uh, I think either way, um, whether they stay with this structure or not, or they they transition into something else, um, I think BDO designs some really fun systems that um, I'm not the most interested in. But you know, if people are interested in, you know, I, I'm always for people joining in and you know playing more, participating mm -hmm. more, playing playing the game more, and you know having BDO have more success and whatever. So right. Um... Do you think, uh, like, so do you guys think that, like, okay, what if, so stepping away from, like, putting it in Node mm. Wars and Siege, so they're probably not going to do that, right? What if probably not. they look at doing something like this for large-scale PvE content? 
What if they have like this commander style thing that you can do with your guild and everyone can kind of jump in and there's like, you have to take command posts and stuff, but you're fighting against essentially the AI, a bunch of, a bunch of mobs and stuff. And you have to take... Again. Oh my God. Uh, again. Not this yeah, one. Again. again. No more. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta get away from this woman. We're brainwashed. We're brainwashed. So like, do you, would you rather see large scale PVE content that has the shot caller in it? Cause like, I feel like that kind of large scale PVE content with a shot caller mm -hmm. is honestly probably better. I feel like the, the mm -hmm. large scale yeah. PVE content where you're actually talking to each other in call, cause there's a lot less toxicity mm -hmm. that goes into it yeah. when you're not fighting other players. So yep. me personally, if they're going to introduce it, I think I like the shot caller for the large scale PVE content. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. like, we'll, we'll start with Tiltus. Yeah, Tiltus, I know you're agreeing, but like what, uh, what specifically about it do you think that um, makes you agree? So I think the best thing that BDO could do right now is introduce a way for a large number of people to get together and casually have fun playing together. I think that's something that we've been lacking for a while. We talk about it almost every week or every other week at this point. That's um, what it's all so about, any, man. Yeah. So any, I mean, it's an MMO, right? We're playing yeah. a massive multiplayer game. It should feel like a massive multiplayer game. And sometimes BDO kind of feels like solo. Um, so I think anything that casually introduces players to play together and to do stuff together is a huge step in the right direction. Um, I think PVE is a perfect stepping stone for people. I mean, we've talked about all sorts of different PVE ideas to get players plugged in and playing with one another in a casual setting that's not going to lead to a lot of toxicity and that's just there to have fun. Um, you know, obviously we play an MMO, so we want to have some kind of reward for doing it, but, um, yeah, uh, large scale PVE content with some kind of shot caller or somebody leading, you know, the group in mm -hmm. some, excuse me, got the hiccups, some form or fashion would be a huge step in the right direction for BDO, like yeah. all across the board. I mean, like that's what MMOs are about, right? It's getting together mm -hmm. with the boys and then going to, to knock something out. You know what I mean? Nothing feels mm -hmm. better than getting the boys together and then going to knock, knock some stuff out. Like in BDO, it just happens to be that it's always PVP content. Which, in my opinion, is always it's it's scary um, to get into PvP content like that, and so it deters a lot of players. But also, mm -hmm. the reward is probably I don't know. I feel like the reward. Hmm, I the only experience that I can really compare it with is Destiny, and I feel like the reward that I got out of beating Destiny raids and doing like group content in Destiny was way higher than the reward oh, yeah. I get for doing PvP and BDO, like like Node Wars and Siege. So oh, like, yeah. I feel like it would be more rewarding across the board. Um, Jay, you said you like the shot calling content. Uh, you like it when people are yelling at you. So I assume you're in <laughs> camp. I would like a grown man to scream at me yes, um, for, like my large scale at me. Yes. <laughs> for my large-scale PvE. Yes. My large-scale PvE, yes. Yes, 100%. I mean, I've always been talking about in these 30 past episodes here and there about pve raids and mm -hmm. maybe a larger scale raid would would work i feel i feel like um the pve content has always been received positively for the most part um and a lot of the new pvp content that we've been getting i think um we okay first there was rbf and then they tried out this like garmoth's nest thing that just like blew is that still a Locked. thing can you still that's oh right. yeah you, no it's still here that's how bad it is is jay didn't even know <laughs> that it was still <laughs> in the game the funny thing is if you go into gar like we tried to do a like guild like training thing one time in garmoth nest if people see people in garmoth nest they will join it is yep. really funny it doesn't matter really? if it's like 10 people or 20 it's people it will fill up it's weird it's because they nobody know. will voluntarily go in there by themselves <laughs> and like try to get it rolling it's like that, that's like, very okay, strange going, going in by yourself gives me um you know how like i don't know if you're in a, going into a call right you don't want to be the first person to join the call first oh, no, dude, I, I would literally hop on a call and sit there by myself for like an hour really? and wait for somebody to join um, Oh, no. no, I'm like, it's because honestly, think of yourself as the, your standard RBF player. You're literally in this game mode so that you can flex your EP on these smaller geared players, right? And just shit on people. Okay, when you see people in Garmoth's Nest, the first thing thought through your head is, that is a PVX guild trying to do a guild GVG. Yep. I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, you just yep. go into it. So that's why people are really joining it um, when they see a bunch of people in there is because they know that you're going to figure out what guild GVG is going on in there. Um, I actually <laughs> like that they you could do guild GVGs back in the day. Um, but, like... Yeah. Uh, like it, it now now you can't really do that anymore because they kind of took away like the the server specific gvg stuff like that um but mm -hmm. like 
as far as large scale PVE content goes, we've been asking for this forever. But like, mm-hmm. um, and and I'll get into that uh, a little bit about the the Caltheon ball in in a little bit here. But like, so it's an instance. It's on its own server. Are you guys concerned about the lag now? Are you less concerned? Are you not concerned at all? Having seen it on KR, like, do you guys think that like? Because that's the biggest problem that I think a lot of players are like super skeptical about. I think it looks really mm-hmm. fun. I think they've kind of they nailed it here. Honestly, you want you want the honest you want the hot take. I think the vehicles could be spiced up a little bit. If I'm being honest, as long as you can kill them. Yeah, I think the as vehicles long as they get rid of that bud. <laughs> I think the vehicles could be spiced up a little bit. I think they went in a direction with the vehicles that I don't feel like fits the thematic of like our world. I felt like they could have had like this giant like battering ram where like you're pushing it, you know, like the orcs in Lord of the Rings, you know, and it's like oh. boom, and it's just like slamming against the wall or whatever, and like that would be super cool. They could have also had this giant catapult that like does this like cool mechanic thing. Instead, we went with a giant cannon that's like mounted on like some horses and stuff. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, like yeah, like a, like the the trebuchet and all that stuff. Like I feel like there was a lot of different directions. I felt like it was kind of weird that they chose these specific vehicles mm-hmm. to kind of go with. Um, but do you guys think that um? The lag is really going to be a problem in North America, having seen what it does in KRJ. Um, I have high hopes that it's because it's on its own, own server and it there there is, you know, everybody's spread out, that the lag will be a lot better than from what I've experienced in the past when everybody's converging on Valencia Castle and I just can't, you know, please try again in a moment every two seconds. That's probably know, just so. your ISP, Jay. That's not the server. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, my bad. Sounds um, like a new problem. Yeah. Wait, I, I have high hopes. I have, yeah. um, that's the only thing I can have, <laughs> actually, <laughs> is hopes. Opium. <laughs> Opium. Opium. Well, I'm I'm here to shit on that because I and, do and not. I do no. not think it's going to work. Uh, I think that oh, we still have server issues, and they've tried to fix them once, and then that was the end of it. And then last year, we were told they're going to move to centralized servers, and that was a lie. Um, so <laughs> I it's am not a lie. Very... It's going to happen. It's... Don't I'm... take it's... this they're from me. They're just late. They're just... They're just yeah. Right. I'm very just haven't skeptical. said anything about it in the last 364 yeah. days. I'm very skeptical. <laughs> I do like that it has its own dedicated server. I do think that is probably the best solution that they have for lag on NA right now. Um, the question is. Is if all 300 or all 600 people converge on a single spot, what is going to happen to the game? And that's the scary part for me. I, it is spread out, so that's not going to happen often. But you get 600 players on the screen, and everything just turns to shit almost immediately. So, um, so I th- I'm skeptical. Yeah, I'm like to say the least. I am also extremely skeptical. I think that like I think it's actually probably going to be just fine at the beginning. It's going to be the opposite of siege. It's in mm-hmm. siege when it starts. It's just a, it's this wonderful PowerPoint presentation that Jay has uh, gotten together for us for the week. Um, but I think that in this. I think at the start, it's actually probably going to be okay once everybody kind of spreads out a little bit and like kind of mm-hmm. goes after their certain points and stuff. Um, but I'm very concerned that when everybody converges on the same point, that instead of giving this epic boss battle, um, that we're just going to get like this, and please try again in a moment until it's dead. Um, yeah. So I am a little concerned about that for sure. Um, as far as theory crafting goes, as far as strategy goes, now part of the reason that I asked about like, hey, do, is the region open? Is there like some sort of wall that you can't get around? Like, did we see anything about the boats? Did did what, like because I don't feel like anybody. I looked around, yeah. I couldn't find any of the boat. There was stuff. nothing boat related from what I yeah. saw in the VOD. I didn't see anybody go in the ocean. So that was something that they told us <laughs> we were going to get. Um. I, I don't think War of the Roses is completely finished yet. I'm hoping it's not. So I'm hoping that those boat point because there were it, yeah. If you remember, there were islands that were in the ocean yeah. that they yeah. had command posts on them in their presentation. Right. Um. So I do think that like maybe that is an option. I think it would be really cool if you could get a especially like i don't know if the guild galley the upgraded guild galley is going to be an option but if it is if you could load up a couple of platoons onto the guild galley that's what i'm saying so you get Mm -hmm. you get this like caravan of boats of these ebon ruth null badass gamers are sailing around you and they're escorting like this 
ferry of like a hundred players mm -hmm. and you're just sailing to like a really far back node and you just unload you, you have to like get it there right so like the, the yep. other boats are trying to, to crash onto you and you're just trying to get it there and then everyone offloads and they got to come defend it that would be sick that would be super cool and like most yeah. of the time i think that like bdo's like naval content has been hot garbage yeah but in this kind of a case i think that th there's there's a possibility to make sea content like super relevant um mm -hmm. i know there's people saying mm -hmm. blue battlefield put put the gun down um no <laughs> no no one cares about that that's never gonna work but like in this case it's basically like you're ferrying players from one side to the other and you're trying to mm -hmm. backdoor and i think that that honestly would have helped use team they got backdoored super hard. They couldn't get across the bridge. They couldn't make much happen uh, on that back Thomas Sylvia node. But if they could ferry their troops across the ocean and and backdoor an enemy node, okay, well then they that now we can now we can get out onto the map again. You know what I mean? Yep. So like, I think that uh, hopefully they introduce boats. I didn't see anything about them. Um, but like i think it adds a dynamic to like taking the nodes and like the battlefield overall that i think is just super cool and like it also allows people to use this in-game boat stuff that let's be honest they've been building for like two years yep and we just got another boat recently too with a flamethrower on it like there's all <laughs> sorts of yeah like there's all sorts of like content there that you could add in hopefully i i'm i really hope that they added in because i really liked the presentation that they gave i don't have a screenshot of it but you know there were islands and things there was like two command posts in the water that were connected either to the castles or something like that so like it always gives you a like an opportunity to branch out i am a little concerned that there is only one node that connects to the castle i see why it's there um i don't think it'll probably ever happen again because when na gets it there's always going to be somebody on that node watching it so the backdooring thing will probably never happen again but um it is a little bit concerning i think it would be better if maybe there was two that were connected to the castle that way you could at least get out um but yeah I think I yeah I think it would be pretty cool, but like again I think the boats kind of solves that issue. Yeah, like because then you can you can add it yeah like you can you can kind of go around stuff like I don't know yeah. like the the first people that I really saw introduce boat content in a large scale PvP was digital. Unironically, they had some dude out in the middle. They're like, "Where's this cannon shooting from?" And we look out and it's like Tom Hanks on a raft with a cannon firing, um, <laughs> and they're just hitting the base like alphas. You know what I mean? But like like the just that that kind of goes to show you that like our boat content currently in our large-scale pvp is like super primitive yep. super primitive and i think this is kind of an opportunity to bring this in now they did tease like the super badass guild galleys like do mm -hmm. you guys think that we're actually going to get that content or is that because we haven't heard about centralized servers either like so okay all right yeah. so we'll transition this a little bit um into the calpheon ball so like i'm curious i know we're going to be talking about uh pve balance if we have time here but like um, predictions for the Calpheon Ball as far as things because there's a lot of rumors going on Chris Polly seems to have an inside track with someone at Pearl Abyss and keeps releasing all these videos about <laughs> classes and stuff that I think are just totally bogus and it's literally him just asking chat GPT what's going to happen next but like do you guys I'm not, I'm not even I'm, I can't make this up I literally cannot make this up but like um, do you guys have any like predictions for the Calpheon ball and like what content that we're kind of looking at now that we're kind of seeing more of the roses this is fleshed out and we're delivering it maybe some of the missed promises from last year like the centralized servers and things like this but like like what what new stuff do you think we're going to be getting jay i'll start with you new stuff yeah um probably a new region new new class new region those are like oh, easy low-hanging fruits right so basic <laughs> yeah. dude god you're so, so basic, basic. <laughs> immediately takes the okay. cop-out answer <laughs> nobody cares like okay there's gonna be somebody on stage saying i'm sorry there's we're gonna talk about a lot of music. what are we playing bingo here like what's happening right now <laughs> but um i locked in my final answer new region okay, new so class new region new <laughs> class uh tilt us what do you want to see from the calpheon ball what do you think we're gonna I see I will do you one better. I think that there was a time when uh, there was a specific class that everybody kind of got hyped about potentially being released, and I think Pearl Abyss may have ran with it. So my my hopium answer is I hope that they're going to announce that they're releasing Necromancer and that it's cool as fuck. Um, 
that's my hopium answer my realistic answer is definitely we're getting a new region and then my like dream to make bdo like sick and like really inspire some people to play again is a large-scale raid not a dungeon like let atraxia 4 be a large-scale raid that you need you know 10 to 20 people to play and you can go in and do that i think large-scale pve content in the form of a raid would be huge for bdo it'd be so awesome um that's my like pve hope so oh, necromancer and, and raid <laughs> I found what are you answer. typing in the chat, GPT? What are you doing right now? <laughs> they're they're gonna bring back Altar of Blood. That's my that's my hopium. They did say they were, were reworking there? it. They were, did say they there? were reworking it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Okay. Um all right, so you're on the hopium with the raid and stuff. I mm-hmm. think that we're gonna de- uh, okay. I think they will tease a new region, but I don't think that is anywhere near close. I think that if we oh. do get a new region, I think it's going to be probably six to eight months from where we are currently. Six mm. months at least from the Calfion Bowl itself, probably. Yeah. Um, at I a agree. minimum. Minimum for Korea. Yeah. So yeah. we will see like a light trailer and like that, like a teaser. You know what I mean? And I think that I mm. think new class is pretty obviously um, like they'll, they'll tease a new class for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that this is their opportunity to do something big. Uh, neither of you talked about the gear progression where we have been in gear progression for the last two and a half years or so is they introduced dead god and so first they introduced coffers realized that was a bad idea stopped us at c10 and started dropping dead gods left right and center right so like we've had this like dead god armor like okay the next dead god's gonna release okay the next dead god's gonna mm-hmm. release blah 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 now they have to make a pivot right because all the dead god armor is out now for the mm-hmm. most part what are we going to see next, right? Like, where, what's the direction that they want to go in with their end game or with their, you know, with their gear progression? And usually mm-hmm. when they do something like this and they introduce, like, a big pivot, um, usually we see some sort of big class change. Um, whether it be, like, the oh. succession was released um, mm-hmm. when the first, when the coffer, around the time the conference was was kind of introduced, and then, mm-hmm. and then when... Um, like the next time they had to start introducing dead god we kind of got class reworks um mm-hmm. right so like now i'm le- i'm hoping that we get either either I-, I hope it's not like necessarily a class rework maybe it's a new class spec um a third like, spec Ooh. Yeah, it could be it could technically be a third spec but like <laughs> The biggest thing is these are off hands. Yeah. For, for oh, God. <laughs> I think the underwhelming <laughs> my DK runs around with the ornamental knot. Well, yeah, she's just she's just spinning it like a mace. It's my Mardi Gras beads, boy. Come here. <laughs> yeah. My Melissa with her pimp cane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that'd be pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie, that would be pretty badass. <laughs> playing a game of golf with my testicles. Like um <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That's that's Jay's fetish, all right, Blue Relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I think the <laughs> underwhelming um realization is like that they're probably gonna like people are saying slumbering god weapons or like dead god weapons. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um Yeah, don't sure. do that. Yeah, but <laughs> like yeah, whatever. Um I just hit Penn Black Star like literally this past year. Please do not do not do this to me. Um some people are saying demo rings you know like i like it's just not enough you can't introduce accessories at this point we need to know where our armor sets are going where mm-hmm. weapons are going to go like the end game players need to get excited about stuff uh and then the new players need to be excited about stuff whether and i think that the class and the region kind of do that job um i think that they will probably address the centralized servers at least offhandedly um hopefully <laughs> copium yeah, in, a, in a comment yeah. that just says we lied yeah I think that Jay will. Uh, I think that Jay will probably answer one question about boat content and say that no, we are not currently working on any boat content, which is what they tell me every year. Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't think that the region is necessarily going to be the big drop here. I think that mm. we're going to see a new class, and then I think there's going to be something else big that um, they're going to drop. And I'm hoping against hope that it is large scale PVE of some mm. kind. I want to see shot called coordinated PVE that it, like you can make and technically you can make in the content, right? But like like people really enjoy doing and like mm-hmm. want to repeatedly do over and over again. You know what I mean? I, I want to yeah. see that. 
I miss doing like the nightfall raids and like stuff like that and in destiny. I right. mean, I was I, I logged in yeah. like every day to run one of those, you know, it was, it's good content. What did you do it's, in those? It was just like a harder version of the dungeons. It was like an upgraded uh, dungeon and yeah. then you could run a you could run an actual raid, you know, once a week uh for rewards and stuff like that. Mm. But I miss doing that kind of stuff because it did require it's like, okay, everybody get on, we're gonna dedicate some time, we're gonna run it, you know. Um and it was fun and the dungeons now in bdo kind of feel like all right let me just grab whoever hasn't done it yet we'll go run it real quick all right we're done uh yeah. on to the next I have, thing really i have much. an upgrade <laughs> i'm gonna upgrade your idea okay mm -hmm. so instead of doing the nightfall raids in destiny which are just the same thing but harder okay mm -hmm. there is this mm -hmm. thing in starcraft 2 called co-op commander and every single week there is one mission that they protect so you play together against the ai essentially as these badass commanders um and there's like there's all these different missions that you can do but every week they introduce something new called a mutation and which mm. like the mm. there's like new parameters on the map that have changed right yep. like when so yeah. for example for our raid it could be when enemies die they now explode yeah dealing big mm -hmm. aoe damage to you and like everyone around you right mm -hmm. so like then you have to watch it or um like a plague spreads so so like when things die they explode and a, and a plague spreads to like members of your party mm -hmm. and then your your health like rapidly starts ticking down over time and stuff yep. like this like they could add mutation factors to like um the raid um mm -hmm. or the dungeon that we currently have um every single week and they could change it every week right yep. they could give us a different mutation every week that makes the dungeon like really really hard um mm -hmm. but like also makes you coordinate together on a level that maybe you wouldn't have seen before um yeah that's exactly um have you ever played a uh, world of warcraft because that's that's literally uh mythic plus dungeons in world of warcraft mm -hmm. where every week there's different affixes that's what they're called instead of mutations that have um you know these different factors that change up how you do the dungeon like for example there is this affix called tyrannical and tyrannical just buffs the heck out of the bosses and you cannot cheese it any you can't like over gear it anymore you have to do every single mechanic or there's mm. another one that i remember called sanguine which when it when the boss die, when the mobs die they leave a pool of blood that if you stand in it you lose like a percentage of your hp and they keep stacking so the right. strategy is to always be kiting the mobs mm. out of the sanguine pools while you're fighting them so it, it brings a lot more strategy involved and i think that that, that could work for video dungeons really oh, for yeah. any content in the future for for pve stuff i feel it like it way more um, Replayable. Yeah, replayable content is is mm -hmm. what I really, really want for the dungeons and for anything PvE related in BDO. So Yep. Yeah, no, I think I, that like yeah, the, the biggest thing is that the dungeon is replayable and right now we're just kind of bored with it. Like Jay yep. Jay, do you feel bored with the dungeon yet? You've run it more than anyone else in the game. <laughs> do you feel bored with um, it yet? The the only thing keeping me going whenever it comes to dungeons is um I, I always use it as an opportunity to meet new people. Like uh, like like new streamers like hey you know have you done the dungeon yet like we should do dungeon together so that's like the biggest thing that I've been <laughs> using it for to meet new people I, I've been a lot of new friends new new people doing the dungeons every week so that's yeah. like the biggest thing for me um, so. like so do we want to see okay there's one more dungeon level I thought isn't there yeah, there is there yeah, is, we, yeah there's still mm -hmm. okay so yeah we're definitely gonna get the last dungeon level for that's sure what we said that's what we said about the uh, hide ball too though so. No, but like the Heidel Ball is like the Calfion Ball, but like light. It's like diet Calfion Ball. Dude, the you know Heidel Ball I mean? this year slapped. I'm, what are you talking about? Yeah, you but it's like not as good. Remember how for the yeah. Heidel Ball this year? Yeah, it's whatever. If we get Jay Sammers, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> no, it's no big deal. I, I do you think like I want another dungeon? He just wore the roses at the Heidel Ball. Shut up. <laughs> I want. <laughs> I want them to finish this current dungeon and then do another one, but like also I want to see large scale PVE. So like we don't get everything. Um, yeah. We can't get everything. Do you think that we're gonna see any more PVP PVE content like War of the Roses? Is the real question. Uh, I, I don't I... think we're gonna see any more of that for a little bit. I think they'll let this simmer for probably about a year. Maybe next Heidel Ball or next Calfion Ball. I think we may, we may get like a okay here's war of the roses 2 or you know here's our next step in our pvpve type thing but i think calfion ball i it, if they announce large-scale pve content whether it being a raid or you know something to just make players want to group up and do pve content that it would just be a slam dunk it's so easy it's like the lowest hanging fruit in bdo right now i think yeah i mean like that's mm, I, that's the big thing that we're, i think we're missing jay 
Oh, I was going to say, I think um, I might predict one more type of sort of RBF in the future. Um, and I, <laughs> and Bro, stop giving us RBFs. <laughs> Nobody cares about that content, man. <laughs> Is it, wasn't the Valencia one pretty successful? I feel like most people do Valencia now, no? Right, for the Valencia they, RPM? Yeah. Yes, but it also is just like, meh. Dude, it's... Like, it's the the sickos that grind RBF for like multiple hours at a time, I just, who hurt you? Like, I, I can go <laughs> I, in, I play like three matches in a row, and I'm like, all right, dude, I'm done. You're just done, like, man. Like, you just don't want to do it anymore because you're a normal person. Um, <laughs> Like, I don't, I can't do RBF for extended periods of time, and I think that that's the majority of the player base. Mm -hmm. I think that's the vast majority. I think maybe 1% of the player base really, really enjoys RBF, and I like that they're refining that content. Mm -hmm. I don't want any more RBF content. I want you to fix it. Honestly, I would love for them to just, like, in this Calpheon ball, they're just like, all right, we're mm -hmm. totally redoing our open world. Yeah. I want to see them just completely well, redo the open world. They just announced, it's the Calpheon ball, mm -hmm. announced Shadow Arena's coming back. Boom. Oh, yeah, it's an automatic Easy. win. Yeah, literally, you could literally mm, say it go. in the same sentence. You say, <laughs> we're like, this is, how you, this is how you brace them for impact. You say, we're taking away the ability to flag in the open world, comma, you're getting Shadow Arena back, period. And all mm. everyone is going to hear is we're getting Shadow Arena back, and then you won't get any blowback <laughs> on the fact that you just obliterated open world PvP. Yeah. You know what they could do? Everybody's just going to go to Shadow Arena again. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You know what they could do with RBF? They could make it a standalone game game <laughs> you're so stupid i'm gonna have a stroke on this podcast <laughs> i agree no i got it i got it i got it you make what? open world its own standalone game <laughs> oh my god you just remove you, it from bdo you, because it's so successful <laughs> and then you make it its own standalone game that's it they yeah. should hire me they, <laughs> didn't, didn't they already have like in those like the what they call the uh, shout casting stuff <laughs> right? I, no? I, yes. no, no what shout casting can we talk about huh? <laughs> what shout? oh no you're talking about um yeah for anyone that doesn't know and or isn't in on the joke um shadow arena was extremely <laughs> successful within the world of bdo and everybody loved it and because we loved it mm -hmm. so much they took it away from us uh and made it its own standalone game which of course nobody went and played um and it crashed and burned super hard it was probably a multi-million dollar mm -hmm. project that i've never seen crash quite that hard um <laughs> And it was just a total disaster. So we're all hoping against hope that we're going to get Shadow Arena back. Now, they did say, mm -hmm. would you guys rather have Shadow Arena or like, would you rather have them reworked Altar of Blood? I think everyone's going to say Shadow both? Arena, right? Why but not like, both? <laughs> Jay, because it's 2023, Jay. What's that girl meme? Por que no los dos? Por que no los dos. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. Por que no los dos. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys ever do Altar of Blood? I did. Once. I loved it so much. Of course if, if you did. You're the PvE Lord of the Universe. Why am I not surprised? Yeah, you're literally the PvE Lord of the Universe. He's like no, no, daily. What's the first PvE content? He's like daily, nightly, and oh so rightly, baby. I just throwing out day. savage riffs. Those existed uh, before I, Altar of Blood. I, I did not do Savage Rift. I don't think I was. Was I there? I never savage did Rift? Savage Rift. One I never time. did Savage Rift. But you can't say that Altar of Blood was the first like was, was the first PvE time I had fun BDO. in BDO. <laughs> <laughs> but it was this it, it was this three a party of three um tower defense style um uh pve mode where mobs would come from like four different sides and you would just have to defend it wave by wave and it would get you know get progressively harder and certain uh waves had certain mechanics like i remember i think wave nine had these elton mobs that you had to kill all at the same time otherwise they would keep reviving yeah um and wave 10 had uh had kudum and and, and layton as bosses and so I feel like they could revamp Alter of Blood or like some form of it in, in like I feel like a tower defense style PvE mode could I mean has worked in BDO. I don't know why they took it away. Maybe it was they could have just left it there. <laughs> because no one liked but it could... but you, Jay. No, no, no one left, did that content but you. Unless there was an event. Unless there was no. Yeah, during the event, 
Bro, no one did that stuff outside of the event. There was no one walking up to you going, hey, do you want to do some altar of blood? I'd be like, who? It was it was fun at the time. They had leaderboards too. They yeah. The the thing with PvE content is they have to keep it relevant and they don't. That's been their biggest flaw they've always done with PvE content is like the rewards for Altar of Blood did not scale up well years later. So if they're going to release stuff like that, they have to keep it relevant. It's the biggest problem with RBF. It's irrelevant if you're going to do anything besides just have fun PvPing, which we don't play MMOs to have fun. Having fun. We play once. MMOs for a second <laughs> job, okay? Um, oh. <laughs> if you want a job, go play Lost Ark. They make you work a job every day. Oh, really? Yeah. No, the weeklies, we, they the dailies. That game. We have don't you, talk have you ever played Lost Ark? Yeah, I played it for like a day. I got the dailies yeah. done for one day. <laughs> one day, one day, and then yeah. I decided it was a job, and I moved I on. I did to like a sixteen game. hours of Lost Ark, and I was like, "I'm good, no yeah. thanks." Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Uh, any uh, final thoughts on like the Calfion Ball and like kind of what we're expecting here? We talked about last podcast. I'm sure. I'm. I'm surprised none of us brought it up. Potentially Alchemy Stone rework. I think that's kind of mid, but like. Oh, We've yeah. needed it for a really that's a, long that's time. That's a title ball announcement. That's true. That's like the yeah again. Calfion <laughs> ball light. See, he gets it. He gets it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, but like yeah, I think the biggest thing that we're looking for. I really don't want to see if they say altar of blood. I'm gonna get upset. Um, <laughs> if we get I'd be so happy. If we get, yeah, oh, we know you would. Jay, Jay, they could literally release a pinata that is that is actually just explodes with loot. And it's like the most uninteresting content in the world. But because it's PDE, you'd be like, we're so hyped about this new content. Your yeah, standards are so it, yeah. low. It's just a, it's just a literal pinata. You gotta keep of a, it low a, so you keep happy. That's, that's, how, that's how it works. No. <laughs> you gotta keep it low so you no. keep meeting your expectations. If we get tower defense video before we get like large scale raids, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna be mad. What? I'm gonna be super mad. <laughs> because Jay, we can't have everything, okay? It's what? North Why America. <laughs> oh, it's Korea, actually. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I think like again, I'm really hoping out uh hoping against hope that either one we see like a big like class change, either we're getting a new spec or some crazy shit like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um two uh that we see big pve content like mm -hmm. big boy mm -hmm. cooperative pve content that requires you to coordinate that we can potentially make content off of and people like are, are going to mm -hmm. enjoy doing on repeat like even if that's just like hey we're introducing uh a dungeon mutation every week right like like mm -hmm. the even if something as basic as that would be fine with me hey here's the final scale of the dungeon and now that this is out we're going to add a mutation for it at each level or whatever mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that, mm -hmm. I think that that would be super cool. Um, so um, we didn't really get to talk about uh, the PVE balance too much, but we'll talk about uh, a little bit of it since we just talked about it in the Calfion Ball. What kind of balance mm -hmm. direction do you guys want to see them do uh, for PVE here? Because the, I, we just saw Warriors getting really big buffs on the PVE. They, they said mm -hmm. that they are literally, instead of just nerfing Wusa, they're just gonna buff everyone up to Wusa's level. I think this is an objective mistake. Like, normally I'm all for buffing people and doing stuff like this, but, like, at a certain mm -hmm. point, you could just tone the class back and then everything, like, it's, it's reasonable, right? But, like, do you think that, mm -hmm. like, do you think they should be buffing everyone up to Wusa state or do you think they just need to bring Wusa down? Jay? Um, you know, I've always thought that it was a little bit boring whenever they just do number adjustments, whether it's, like, up or down. Mm. Uh, I know that's probably, like, the safest way to do balancing from, like, a developer standpoint, but, you know, I would, I would love for the game devs to keep adding more stuff like mass teleport for witch and wizard right like i I, feel, I want more of that stuff for other classes i feel like that's the direction we should go when it comes to um improving on on and sort of like that class identity i feel like mass teleport really you know fit the the aesthetic of witch and wizard and i want more of that stuff for other classes and maybe that's the direction we need to go you know that was so. such a poorly implemented skill though yeah. it's literally not really? useful at all it's literally completely really? do you know what it's useful for the iframe 
That's what you get it for. <laughs> because they limited, you can't TP people in your guild. It is only people in your party or your platoon, so it's completely useless. Mm -hmm. It's a totally useless skill in large scale PvP, well, which is where useful. it's supposed to be used. So, like, something more useful well, no. than that. If they <laughs> made it just like you could TP guild members, mm -hmm. they don't have to be in your party. Mm -hmm. Okay, well then now it's a super useful skill that we can actually like play around and do stuff mm -hmm. with. I agree, Jay. I think like maybe the big thing that they introduce is like support mechanics for every new class yeah. in the game, right? Like mm -hmm. a brand new support mechanic for every class in the game would be yeah. super sick. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, Teltus, how do you think about the, this PvE direction? uh i don't i hate this pve direction i'm a big fan of actually like nerfing things that are outliers to bring them back in line with everything else because what will happen is you start getting this massive power creep of like sneaking up you know and they they're gonna they're gonna give warrior massive pve buffs okay well now another class is gonna fall behind so they're gonna give that class massive pve buffs and then this other class is gonna fall behind and then you're gonna you're gonna do that and then you're just in this yeah, constant I... loop of like now we've broken the game now is yeah. the worst pve class we better buff it and bring it up with everybody else you know it's <laughs> like okay like like you're gonna make these weird outliers that yeah. are just like way too strong because you buffed the numbers because instead of nerfing things we're just buffing everything so yes. i don't like this direction I, I i have been a proponent of nerfs for every video game ever for like the longest time but we don't like to take power away we just want to bring everybody else up to the stand the new standard that's arbitrary that we accidentally put into the game i hate it i hate this yeah well i mean like i just think that like again why would you buff everything up because power creep is chat is saying power creep literally is huge then like you're literally pushing everything forward and then you get problems like kratuga mm -hmm. well like kratuga was not a crazy big problem until we started buffing the crap out of everybody's pve and then everyone realized that they could just kill those mobs faster and win yep right you're gonna get more instances of things like kratuga if you keep buffing all of the classes in the game because certain classes are going to be so good at certain grind spots that like like why would they ever go to an end game grind spot yep right like why would i go grind for the telescope or why would i go grind at those end game spots if i can do well kratuga is just the example we're going to use here but like kratuga at like mach 7 and not have to risk any crystals and make more money yep you know what i mean so um jay do you think that they need to buff like we you didn't really get to uh, um address that too much but do you think that they need to keep with the they just had only buffs in pve only buffs only buffs only buffs or do you think that they should just nerf it down um i'm not too sure actually take a stance jay take a stance for once okay, in your so life here, okay <laughs> oh my gosh blue. okay <laughs> here's what i noticed though, like class balance and whenever people talk about um you know things are too strong things are too weak um i honestly think that it's okay to make strong classes to be honest i feel like um strong classes make how do i word it unbalanced and broken things aren't they kind of fun isn't that why we roll to them you know like that's that's isn't that why we oh saw, yeah that, no that's it's like a snow globe right, right? not justify <laughs> flavor of the month feel, yeah no go ahead I, do I, it jay make okay, the decision i, I yeah. feel like okay here's the thing we're, we're all humans right so i, I honestly feel like people like a lot of players you know don't realize but i i feel like in a way they're just following human instincts you know in a way that i think that a lot of people roll to meta classes to the op classes because they're essentially choosing the strongest to survive right that's kind of you know what how we are just you relate know, as humans did, did you just relate natural selection <laughs> no. and the evolution of, yeah. of humankind Yo. to the balance of our online mmo i just wanted to make sure i just keep going jay you're cooking right now man keep going let him cook okay, okay. here's here's another thing i want to cook with okay another thing that i i noticed like time and time again is that i just feel like maybe players are are sort of like contradictory also whenever they talk about class balance because it's like it's kind of like this losing conversation i noticed and what i mean by by that is if a class is too op people complain and then it gets nerfed then people complain about the nerf or if the class is too weak people complain and then it gets buffed and people complain about the <laughs> so well, people I'm, are I'm always gonna complain. I, yeah i know that's why i'm not a game developer myself i'm just a simple awakening wusa enjoyer but i imagine it's a you, you are know, it's a big headache that's the flavor of the month jay <laughs> <laughs> that's the flavor this month yeah <laughs> maybe that's why i chose wusa so uh, you know I, all i will say is that i think bdo has 
for the most part, designed amazing classes and that I think we should just all just play whatever we want to play to have fun with the game. Because I think we can, you know, I, I think we can all relate to wanting the class that we play to be the best it can be. Right. And I'm, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt that whenever we do complain about our class is that it it's out of love and passion for the class. Hopefully we can. We can only hope that that's the case. But I'm all for power creep is what I'm saying. <laughs> I got a stance. I took a stance. Yeah. I got a quick question. Blue, Boy, did, you yeah. ever see, did you ever see the old Dark Knight document? About what? Which one? About how bad the class was. Um, no, I never saw it. It enlightened me. Okay, there was, there was a long time ago before the, the class reworks came out. I think before Succession came out. Okay. There was a document. This is in the dark days of Dark Knight. Um, where... We all the Dark Knights got together in the Dark Knight Discord, and there was a there was a running Google document of all the problems with Dark Knight, and it was the most horrendous thing ever. Of like a list of like why the class is dog water and the worst class in the game, and uh, eventually that got turned around. You know, it took like two years of playing the class for it to eventually get turned around. But there's like. There's 80% chance that players are just completely wrong about whatever class they're playing, and it actually uh, does need to be... low. Low. Like, okay. so you very think, low. So you think it's even higher. Yeah. So I think the problem is, is that players think they know what they want until they get it, and then all of a sudden they realize, oh, crap, I didn't actually want this. Like, so there are there are some outliers. I. I don't think buffing all classes is the correct direction to go because everybody's going to be like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. And then, like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Mooses are running around Kartuga at Mach 10 making a gazillion silver an hour. And they're like, oh, I did it. You know, I'm the best class in the game. I can make the most money at this random spot that nobody ever comes to. Um, so I, I, I don't think I, buffing okay. everything is the right way. I think it's, I yeah, I agree with Siltis. I think that nerfing is definitely the play, but let me explain why. As I have explained before on the podcast, I think that balance should be handled as if it was the game was the snow globe. So at the very start, mm. you change H all the things. Just really shake mm. it up. You know what I mean? Really give us all the changes right at once. Don't just give us mass TP. No, 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 no. Give us a skill on like every class that like potentially could be busted, but we don't know what the implications are and stuff. Like uh, give us some massive buffs or reworks to all the different classes, really shake it up and then set the globe down, right? And then as things start to settle, okay, you can nerf things down and then you'll get a very clear picture of a beautiful metagame by the end of the season. But then mm -hmm. that's boring, okay? Because let me tell you right now, the game is most exciting when you shake that globe up. When you shake yep. all of that stuff up, that's when everyone wants to play the game. You can bitch, whine, and moan about balance all you want, but you are having the time of your life when they change all of these things at the same time and no one really knows what is super yep. OP. And then as you set the globe down and things start to settle, they can start to nerf things down, hot fix stuff, and kind of bring things uh, into like uh, like a reasonable view. Yeah. Um, and that's biggest... that's that's what all like that's what all of the major um, games that I see like StarCraft yep. Two does this, Riot Games does this for League of Legends. Every yep. single season is like is kind of my go-to example for this. At the very start of the preseason, they mix everything up, massive changes to the game, and then as the as the season kind of progresses, they kind of just nerf things down and they change things, uh, and they kind of get this very clear picture just in time for Worlds, and then Worlds happens, we see who has mastered the metagame most of all, and then they shake things up again. Yep. I agree. That's the exact thing I would like to see in BDO because it's it's way more enjoyable. You know when League of Legends has the most players in the game during the preseason when all the new changes get announced. So much everybody's fun. like, "Oh, this is my time!" Yo, yeah. look, this change is so sick. So that would, would be huge. I I like the like I like it when they change the classes and stuff. I like it when they change my class to be better than all the other classes. Um, but you like. know, it is, it is way more fun when things change. I mean, when succession came out, it should have been everybody, every class at the same time. It unfortunately wasn't, but it was so much fun. Everybody theory crafting about, you know, what class was going to be great. And everybody's glued to the global labs, just waiting right. for the information. Right. Um, like, yeah, no, I, like, I think that like they, they also could, there's enough classes at this point 
that they could just change aspects of the game in like a really big way and then like everyone would constantly be theory crafting about how this impacts their class specifically their mm -hmm. class inspect specifically i think would also be a really re or has really really cool implications for the game as well so i mean like jay do you have like jay you haven't spoken a lot on it. like jay, how do you feel oh, about like <laughs> yeah I know I, you you hit a lot of points that I, I like I agree with yeah definitely like shaking it up that sounds really interesting sounds get makes me excited as a PvE player to 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 you know to try out the new things that they might mm. shake up about the classes that I play and so yeah that's, that's and they all they always and, have like the tagging system and like stuff like that like the, mm -hmm. the how easy it is to have a flavor of the month class as a secondary that you have all your gear and everything for it's so easy in this game now it used to not be that way but th it doesn't require a lot of time and effort to tag a character anymore like go get somebody at power level you to 60 grind to 61 tag the character you've got all your skill but you only need what like 1500 skill point no a thousand skill points now like mm -hmm. it's so easy to just make a, a new class and be like all right i want to i want to tag this i i have a may i have a megu tagged because it, i played it one time and i was like well, this is actually fun. This is after the demon days of Megu, but, you know, I was like, wow, this class feels really good to play. I want to play it more. So I have one tagged. So it's like, it doesn't require anything. And that was just like a whim flight of, you know, in the moment. I was like, I want a Megu. Boom. I have a Megu. It took me like a day. So yeah. they could really shake things up and it wouldn't do any damage to your main at all, except make it more interesting to play and then potentially give you a tag that you can play for that season or whatever. And we already have seasonal characters. Why? Why not? You know. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, okay. It does look like we are out of time. We're a little over time. Um. And we, bro, we came with like two things ready. I'm like, Jay, I don't know if we have enough stuff. He's like, Blue, <laughs> we have enough stuff. We um, always have enough stuff. Yeah. We always have we enough talk, stuff. We could talk for another hour on the we, topics that are here on the screen. Yeah, we, <laughs> big true. Big true. But uh, okay, we'll go ahead and do uh, closing and outro here. Since I started with uh, Tiltus last time, we'll start with Jay this time. Oh, um, uh, hi! I'm already, I yeah, do, already <laughs> messed it up. Already messed I it do up. A lot of game PV content, and then um, I'm awakening with enjoyer, um, and I do a lot of end game. P Did I say that already? <laughs> you can't put me on this one. You can find me at Twitch.tv/slashJakeNVTV before the T. All right, on okay, and tilt this. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. You know we're coming up to it, and he's still just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Um, hello, I'm Tiltus TV. I am a Dark Knight main. I have been a Dark Knight main for the last seven years of my life. Um, I am a huge Dark Souls fan as well, and I play a lot of uh, Dark Souls. Sorry, my computer just started making a really weird noise over there, so I'm gonna have to I check on that, that yeah. in just a second. <laughs> See, he messed up too. Yeah, he messed up my too. My computer's like dying over here. All right, well, that's not good. I actually can hear it, bro. Are you good, man? It's like a fan or something. Um, all right, and I am Blue Squadron. Uh, there's always something going on in this channel. We release two YouTube videos every single day, whether they be reactions, VOD reviews, oh podcasts. Yeah, I know we're going hard. We're on that content grind, man. It's about survival. Uh, <laughs> it's about survival. So uh, we also release things on uh, we TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts every single day, which are a tremendous amount of fun. So make sure you guys should uh, go check all those out. Make sure you guys join the Discord uh, so you can always see all the updates and see when i'm going to be going live and things like this the discord is also a community we hang out in there there's people hanging out in voice we watch movies together um and it is indeed uh, a community that you can kind of jump into so especially if you're new to bdo you can always jump into voice there and hang out with us because you know we're homies um from all of us here at the old moon podcast we wish you a great rest of your week